0: This show has everything from an episode with Dr. Becky about how to repair relationships when you've made a mistake to how to set boundaries both with your kids and your parents and even a deep dive on why it's okay for your house to be messy sometimes if you're feeling overwhelmed. And more great episodes come out every Monday. Find out how to be a better human wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey, G, want to go outside and play catch? Yes, I've been cooped up inside forever. Great, I'll get our gloves. Ooh, I'll get a softball. And it's raining again. Why did we move to Seattle? Ugh, guess we can't play catch. Hey,
0: not so fast, kids.
1: Oh, hey, trusty narrator. You know, it's not weird at all that you can appear out of nowhere.
0: I like to think it's more magical than weird. Anyway, I heard that you wanted to play catch but can't go outside. You heard right. Well, I have a solution. A softball you can throw.
1: Indoors! We can't throw a softball inside. A softball's still hard, dude. Feel. Ow! Sorry. I should have said heads up. But see? Softballs aren't that soft.
0: I didn't mean a softball. I meant a soft ball.
1: Oh, like a Nerf.
0: Oh, uh, that's exactly what I meant. You've heard of Nerf? Duh. Everyone's heard of Nerf. Nerf's awesome! Okay, but do you know where Nerf came from? The store? Or who invented Nerf? Um, John Nerf? No. Or what do cavemen have to do with Nerf? Nerf was invented by cavemen? Not quite. So would you like to take a deep dive into the creation of one of the coolest, softest, most fun toys ever?
1: I'd rather dive into a pit filled with Nerf balls, but sure.
0: Same. Perfect. Then it's time for another whiff of Science and History on...
1: Who Smarted... Who's smarted? Who's smart? Is it you? Is it me?
0: Is it science or history? Listen up,
1: everyone! We make smarting lots of fun. On who's smarted?
0: Smarty pants! What are your favorite toys to play with? Go ahead, shout them out! oh I heard some fun ones. As you know, there's sports toys. Science toys, animal toys, robot toys, cute and cuddly toys, and lots of toys that are just for fun.
1: I love slime.
0: Toys come in all shapes and sizes. Some you can play by yourself, and others, like a frisbee, require a partner. Heads up! Ow! I said heads up. It probably feels like toys have been around forever. But guess what? The toy industry in America didn't get started until the 1800s. Back then, it was mostly games that were kind of dull. Sure, they tried to teach valuable lessons about working hard, going to college, and becoming a success, but...
1: That sounds like my parents.
0: Exactly. Toys are supposed to be fun. Eventually, someone decided to make a super fun new game called Banking Banking? Seriously? I know, I know But it was more fun than it sounds At least for back then But don't take it from me Take it from George Parker, the guy who invented it Back in the 1880s, banking was a really hot topic As more and more banks opened across the nation This was something every adult was talking about I figured kids like me would enjoy pretending to run a bank in a game. George Parker was only 16 when he created the banking game.
1: Whoa.
0: A few years later, he got his brothers to join him in forming a game company. Can you guess what it was called? Was it, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? The Brothers Grimm? Or Parker Brothers? Did you say Parker Brothers? Good. Parker Brothers would go on to produce tons of hit games like Monopoly, Clue, and Risk, which was the hot Christmas item of 1959. But an influx of even hotter toys around that time proved to be serious competition. Things like the hula hoop and the frisbee.
1: Heads up, narrator! Catch! Ow! You
0: gotta learn how to catch a frisbee, dude. As I was saying... The simple board games Parker Brothers were famous for were suddenly having a hard time competing with these new active and dynamic toys. Ah. Eddie Parker, the grandson of one of the original Parker Brothers, and now president of the company, spent nearly a decade searching for the next hula hoop or frisbee craze. In other words, he needed an active toy that would get kids moving. So he brought in a man named Reynolds Geyer. Actually, my friends call me Wren. Hey, Ren. Thanks for being on Who Smarted? Can you tell all the Smarty Pants about this historic meeting that you had with the
1: president of Parker Brothers back in the late 1960s? Sure. I was coming off a pretty big hit game I just invented called Twister, where people had to twist and bend their bodies to try and touch brightly colored dots on a mat. It was fun and active and sold really well. Hey, Smarty Pants, have you ever heard of or played Twister? Cool. Please continue, Rain. After Twister, my team and I spent the next two years trying to come up with a follow-up game. We had a bunch of ideas that went nowhere. Then we finally came up with what we thought was gonna be a mammoth hit. Oh, the Nerf Ball. Nope. The Caveman Game. (laughs) A game about cavemen? Yeah, it was pretty terrible. We built a fake cave with foam rocks laying around for the caveman action figures to use as tools and stuff. We were trying like crazy to figure out how to make it fun, and it it just wasn't coming to us. One day, we were all just frustrated and bored when someone picked up a foam rock and just started batting it around. He hit it to another person across the table, and pretty soon, they're bopping it back and forth... Then someone gets the idea to make a little net on the table and we build a miniature volleyball game. Suddenly, everyone's having a blast way more fun than with my silly caveman idea. (laughs) Well, I'm no dummy. I see this idea has way more potential. So I scrap the caveman game and develop an indoor volleyball game based around these little foam balls. Ah, Nerf. Invented not by cavemen, but because of them. Exactly. Exactly. And that's when you sold it to Parker Brothers. No, I had a deal with Milton Bradley since they published Twister and it was such a huge hit for them. And they loved it. No, they hated it.
0: Oh, so then you took it to Parker Brothers and they loved it. No,
1: they hated it too. I'm confused. Me too. Me three. See, they hated the volleyball game idea, but they loved the little foam balls. They told me to ditch the net and focus on the foam ball. They even helped me come up with a clever name for it.
0: Nerf! Now, I've heard rumors about how that name came about. Is it true that it stands for Non-Expanding Recreational Foam?
1: Sorry, pal. That rumor is not even remotely factual. (laughs) See what I did there? N-E-R-F. I got
0: it. Very clever, dude. So where did Nerf come from? Me and the smarty pants want to know. I'll tell you. And he's about to solve the mystery of where the name Nerf came from.
1: Of course, we all like games here. Why don't you try to guess?
0: Sounds good. Smarty Pants, play along. Do you think the name Nerf comes from a term used by astronauts? The eagle has landed. Chefs. Or
1: drag racers. What do you say, Smarty Pants? Astronauts might sound good, but the answer is actually drag racers. Drag racing is basically two race cars on a straight track racing to a finish line. And back in the late 1960s, drag racing was huge. Now, the cars they used were good at racing but not great at driving. So the pit crew used trucks to push the race cars into position at the starting line. To keep from damaging the race cars, they'd wrap the metal bars on the front bumper of the trucks in foam. They called these foam bars Nerf bars. And since the foam balls we were making wouldn't damage your living room, Parker Brothers thought it was the perfect name. Incredible. So what happens next? We go to work. We make a bunch of sample Nerf balls in various colors. We call samples prototypes. Then we took them to the Toy Expo in New York. Sort of like the Comic Con of toys. If the toy buyers folks liked it, then Nerf would be lining store shelves across the country.
0: Let me guess. They loved it.
1: Nope. They hated it. Seriously? This story is sad. They didn't get it. They thought it was just a $2 ball of leftover packing foam. It came with no rules, no other equipment. And no one understood it was supposed to be fun. Huh? Ouch. A buyer from Woolworths, one of the biggest department stores, said he wouldn't insult the intelligence of his shoppers by stocking their shelves with it. Double, Double ouch. Thankfully, Parker Brothers still believed in it. Because they liked it? No, because they ran focus groups with kids... And they liked it. In fact, they loved it. They were flinging them around, making up games, and having a ball. Literally. So Parker Brothers rushed it into full production. Before we knew it, Nerf balls were flying off the shelves. Oh, and that Woolworths buyer who thought the toy was a loser? He called to ask how quickly he could get 12,000 balls to sell in his stores. Amazing. We sold 4 million Nerf balls that year. But the Nerf brand really took off in 1972 thanks to a happy accident during the manufacturing process of our newest idea, Nerf footballs. Hot, hot, hike! A happy accident? Well, the original Nerf balls were made by spinning foam on a machine called a lathe and cutting it with a hot wire but making the football required pouring liquid foam into a mold. The resulting ball had an unintended thick outer covering that actually helped it behave more like a regular football when thrown. But it was still soft enough for kids not to get hurt catching it. Nerf football from Parker Brothers. Nerf football sales hit an all-time high of 8 million footballs in 1979. That's a lot of footballs. But that isn't even our top seller. Really? What is? Nerf took on legendary status in the 1980s when Parker Brothers dared to ask, why toss a Nerf ball with your friends when you can shoot them with Nerf instead?
0: New Raider CS-35, Nerf's highest dart capacity.
1: Soon a whole generation of kids were introduced to Nerf blast Nerf Darts, and Nerf Bows and Arrows. Kids spent hours shooting foam balls and darts at each other. And the best part was, no one got hurt. Nerf was the perfect toy. There was nothing else like it. It's Nerf or nothing. Today, Nerf is worth over half a billion dollars and is one of the biggest toy brands in the world. And it all started with a failed caveman game. Caveman bad. Nerf good. So, you kids
0: ready to have a Nerf catch?
1: I got the narrator with my Nerf blaster. And I got him with my Nerf bow and arrow.
0: And the best part is, Nerf doesn't hurt nothing.
1: Ow! We gotta get you a Nerf frisbee, dude.
0: A triple shout-out to Eden, Kieran, and Emery in Annapolis, Maryland. You wanted to let us know how much fun you have listening and that we teach lots of stuff in a way that's not boring. Well, let me just say, you just made my day, smarties. Thanks. This episode, Nerf, was written by Jason Williams and voiced by Imogen Williams, Jason Williams, Gia Davis, Adam Tex Davis, and Jerry Colbert. Technical direction and sound design by Josh Hahn. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Max Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Suarez, with lyrics written and performed by Adam Tex Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. This is an Atomic Entertainment production.